Have you, a friend, or family member ever considered writing a book and getting it published? Well, I have the perfect idea for you. You should contact Wasteland Press. Wasteland Press is a self-publishing book company, and since they started in 2000, they have published over 4,000 book titles. That's right, over 4,000 book titles, and they make money from your book, not you, and they work for you non-stop, full-time. You can sell your free copies when it's all said and done to make an investment off of your book, and there is no other publishing company that can offer that. They provide full-service publishing for you and your book, which includes the cover design and formatting. And they also have a plan that can fit your budget, which includes the basic plan, the silver plan, the gold plan, the platinum plan, and the ultimate plan. If you want to find out more about these plans, you can contact them at 502-437-0860. That's 502-437-0860. And if you want to request a publishing guide, you can contact them at wastelandpress.net. Do it. You won't regret it. Make your dreams come true with Wasteland Press. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. I am Tyler Goff. I'm here with Gavin Poe as today is our March Madness special. It is March Madness Eve. Um, there were some good first four games last night with Belmont and Temple and Farley, uh, Farley Dickinson and Prairie View. I thought the Farley Dickinson and Prairie View game was really good as Prairie View was beating them by 13 points up until like the 10-minute mark. And then uh, Farmer Dickinson just could not stop making threes, and they came back and won the game, which that was a good game. And you said the Beaumont-Temple game was really good as well. And we got some more first four games tonight before the actual tournament starts tomorrow with uh, NC Central and North Dakota State, and then, of course, Arizona State and St. John's, which is also going to be a good one. Uh, And this bracket, I think... Um, just my thoughts about it. I think they got, for the most part, they got the first and the second seeds right. Except I would have put in Michigan State as the one seed in the Midwest. And I think I would have put in UNC's as maybe the one seed out west and put Gonzaga as the two. But that's the only kind of complaint, I think, for this bracket. It's not really a complaint. I just something I would have changed. But what are your first thoughts about this bracket? Before we start really uh, getting head deep into this and making uh, our picks, the only problems I had with it was uh, I wasn't really for sure on the Michigan being the two seed. And since they were a two seed, I think they should have been paired up with Duke because Duke's the best one seed. Michigan's, uh, Michigan is by far, in my opinion, the worst two seed. So I didn't really understand why the worst two seed get paired with the worst one seed. But uh, besides for that, all, all the little sections are pretty equal. Uh, I don't see one that's way harder than any other. That's because like the top teams are so much better than the rest, and after that, the teams are kind of even. So. Yeah, like I said, I think they did a really good job, and it's really balanced. I feel like, and every the thing that's gonna make this tournament so good is every team can be beaten, even the one seeds. Duke can be beaten. Zaga can be beaten. Virginia can be beaten. We know this. They lost to a 16 seed last year. And that was one of the greatest moments of the tournament last year. And uh, North Carolina can be beaten as well, even though they've been playing really good recently. How is Tony Bennett perceived if they lose to the one again this year? Like, they're always good in the regular season, but, like, I, I think he's a good coach. But they you just think can't... people lose respect for him? I think I don't think they're going to lose again I mean, I don't either, to a 16 seed. Happened... But, like, if he were to lose again... Like, people. Do you think there's people any way that Virginia get, would get a one seed next year if they lost to sixteen again? I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be hard to put them. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's. Yeah, I don't think you can. I know, like you're supposed to base it off just this year, but like that's gonna be in the back of your. Don't mind. get me wrong. I think he's a good coach. It says if they were to lose again, you forget about Virginia. That they they would lose all respect. Oh yeah. And this considering. I think this is the best Virginia, um, their offense. Has oh, been, yeah, easily. Their be- in the previous years where Virginia has really come up, this is by far their best offensive team, and their defense this is all. This score. Right. Especially with Tyrus Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, and Kyle Guy. And, and Kyle Guy is really good, too. 
But and their defense is good as usual with a Virginia def um, with a Virginia team. Their defense is always good. So I mean Virginia, they're I think they're more balanced this year. Their offense is obviously a lot better. But and like you said, to go back to your question, if they were to lose again, I think people would start to lose respect for Tony Bennett and Virginia, and you would kind of have to forget about not forget about them, but like you just wouldn't think much of them because yeah, you know. But I don't think they're going to lose to yeah, a sixteen seed, especially to. To uh, Gardner-Webb. Especially this to Gardner-Webb. This is Gardner the first Webb. time you've been in the tournament right. or something? It is. So, again, yeah, I don't That'd think they're going to That'd be a crazy story this. for them. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and like I said, like each team can be beaten, and I think it's going to be a really good um, tournament this year. And starting out with the East, uh, we have Duke, and they'll be playing either N- uh, NC Central or North Dakota State, which I think for that, I think uh, – I'm gonna think. I'm gonna pull for North Dakota State. I think they'll win this game. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think I think they'll win. <laughs> that's a that's a bold prediction. <laughs> no, I was sorry. I was talking about I was talking about their first four game with NC oh. Central. <laughs> I think I'll go. But either I mean, who it doesn't matter who wins. Duke's gonna win that game. Of course, yeah. I think I think you know Duke's the number one overall seed. Of course, I think they'll win. Definitely win that game. Um. And uh, Duke this year, like I said, like they have their weaknesses. They can't really shoot. I think RJ's a little bit of a ball hog, um, especially when it like really matters. Like he just takes a shot for himself. Uh, Zion, we know he's a tremendous player, but at the same time, like he gets most of his point in the paint, and he hasn't really shown what he can do from you know outside that little paint area. But yeah, I think Duke wins that first game to move on to there's, the. There's no thinking about it. Duke wins that game. Yeah, absolutely. They're the no most talented thinking. team in the NCAA. They're gonna win this game. Right. Um. So round two, definitely Duke makes it. Uh, VCU and UCF. I really don't know much about either of these teams except UCF what I has, what I do know about UCF is they have a big ass seven six three hundred pound plus. Guy in Taco Fall that shoots seventy percent from the field. Who has he actually has a record for the uh, field goal percentage? And they have a lot of shooters around him. That's why I beat uh, UCF winning. Yeah, and what I would be interested to see is I think Duke would beat UCF in that second that second round game, but I would definitely be interested to see like a Taco and a Taco Fall versus Zion Williamson matchup. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't guess, think you're going to see it much because but Taco I, Fall can't be like I was that like much, I was but. telling you before we started the show like I think I oh no I think I just, I hope that I just want one play where Taco Fall blocks Lion Williamson. It'd be um, fun. Yeah, I think it would be great, and I would love to see it. Uh, moving down, uh, Mississippi State and Liberty. Uh, I'm kind of I don't know really what to think of Mississippi State. I think they're a good team. I think they have good players. And Liberty has a really good record, too. And they're good. But I think Mississippi State pulls that one out. I know some people have Liberty um, knocking off Mississippi State, but I just think Mississippi State, I think, especially with uh, Weatherspoon, right? Is yeah, it, is Mississippi it... State has four really good players in the Weatherspoon. But other... And Coleman, too. Yeah, Eric Coleman and uh, Lamar Peters. I don't, I mean, I don't really see them losing this game. They're too talented. Yeah, Mississippi State, I think, they definitely pull off against Liberty. Virginia Tech, St. Louis. I was impressed with Virginia Tech. I know they lost a couple. They lost to Louisville. Um, but they did beat Duke. And granted, that game I feel like was even because Duke didn't have Zion and um, Virginia Tech didn't have their top player, Justin Robinson. And, but Virginia Tech, nonetheless, they still beat Duke. And I think they're going to be – I think for just for this East region alone, I think they'll definitely be a team to look out for. And I definitely think they beat St. Louis in that first Whenever round. Whenever Virginia Tech struggles, it's usually when uh, Justin Robinson's out. <clears throat> He's going to be healthy playing. Uh, Plus, they, I mean, just just Robinson, they have good with Alexander. Uh, and Kerry Blackshear. And Kerry Blackshear. They, they have a good set of players, and I think they can make a deep run. Only th- St. Louis has a very good coach in Travis Ford, but I don't think he's good enough to take that St. Louis team and beat Virginia right. Tech. Uh, and then we have Maryland and Belmont. Of course, Belmont won last night. Um, I think that's going to be a better game. I know some people have, like, and I know including you have Belmont going, making them, making them to the Sweet 16, I think, is but <laughs> where you had them, right? But, no spoilers, don't spoil them. Ah, sorry. <laughs> um, but I know it's hard for me because I've seen Maryland, and I've, I think they played they played some good basketball. 
And then, of course, they've had their low points. I think Maryland knocks off Belmont, Belmont though. I think they, I think they, at least will win that game. Maryland's got good players. Uh, Is it Fernando? Yeah, Bruno Fernando. Yeah, he's, uh, he's huge. Jalen Smith, I think his name mm-hmm. is, the four. But uh, Belmont won by 11 yesterday to a decent Temple team, and their best player played awful offensively. He usually averages like 22, and he scored three. Yeah, he averages. I was look at, so, looking at his stats. He uh, averages a double-double. And he, Yeah, he does everything. He's one of my favorite players in the NCAA, so going with Dylan Windler and Belmont. And LSU and Yale, one of the things uh, I think, I I thought a lot about LSU. I think coming into this game, it's for LSU, I think they're a team that can make a deep run. Because they have long athletic guys with Naz Reed, Tremont Waters, uh, Skylar Mays, and Javante Smart, even though they're going. They're going through some tough stuff right now. And I think for LSU, a question they're going to have to ask themselves, Aaron, are they going to be able to get over that mental hurdle? Because if you come into that game, if you're not mentally prepared and you're not just not prepared at all, because you know they're going to get asked questions about the whole thing that's going on with Will Wade and Javante Smart. If they don't come in mentally prepared for that game, they will use the, lose the Yale. Yeah, Yale has an NBA player on their team. I can't pronounce his name, but... I can't either. I can... Um, I mean, we know this. I can't yeah. pronounce names very well. <laughs> but, uh... And Will Wade not being there, I think, is a huge loss. He, him not coaching is the reason why they lost to Florida in the uh, SEC tournament. Right. The technical that the assistant or their temporary head coach got that it, it screwed them. Um, I still think LSU wins, just because how yeah. much more athletic they are than Yale. Yeah, I think that you know, of course, overall they just have more talent than Yale does. But I, I do think LSU wins that one against Yale. It's just. But if Yale beats LSU, I would not be sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Like I said, LSU are are we going to be able? Are they going to be able to go into this game mentally prepared or not? Yeah, and I think that's walk up the distractions. And which... like I said, they're going to get asked about it because that's one of the biggest things going on in college basketball yeah. right now. And LSU is just not a very like they're talented. They're just not a very smart team. They make a lot of mental errors. Often, and they so, have a lot of close games, so multiple that, overtime with games. With that going on, their mental errors, with the amount of distractions, I could see it getting messy for them. Yep. Uh, and then we have Louisville and Minnesota, which I don't think I texted you about this, and I, I wanted to wait until this. I think this Louisville-Minnesota is one of the biggest pranks of this NCAA oh, yeah, tournament. You know the... You can't tell me... They don't talk about storylines, but you they can, talk about You cannot tell me... Cause they knew Minnesota, their coach by uh, Rick Pitino's son, Richard Pitino. You can't tell me that that didn't play a factor in pairing Louisville with Minnesota. You know it crossed all of their minds. Right. And Mitch Barnhart's in the committee. You know he wanted to see that. Right. And I think I literally think that's one of the biggest pranks in this tournament. And I don't like Rick Pitino after everything that happened. I have lost all respect for him. And Minnesota said that. Uh, Rick Richard Pertino said that it's not going to be a distraction with all the stuff going on, and I I think that's a whole bunch of BS. I hope Rick's in the stands cheering for me. That's what I was thinking. I, I was like, I hope to God, um, that he's in those stands because I think that would make just for the comedy of it. I would be so. You know, I would I be like ready Rick for that. Pertino a little more since he uh he brought down Louisville. <laughs> I, I like him a little more. He rose Kentucky out of uh. Out of their scandals and stuff, right, and back made in them the early nineties. He did the opposite with Louisville. <laughs> I just Rick Pitino, but he's so cringy now. Like he has a Twitter. And he oh, has I a, love it. I he love has a podcast, he and he calls his followers Petitos. Oh, I know. It's so funny. It's so cringy though, and apparently he's still in Greece, and he was like, oh, "I'm not gonna be able to make it," but I feel like he's gonna. I just hope he's in I the hope stands. He's in there. Because that would make for some great entertainment. And they play, like, it. they play at, like, noon on Friday, I think is when they play. So that's definitely going to be... Who do, you, who do you have to win this game, though? I think, I think all in all, I think Louisville will beat Minnesota. But I could see Minnesota knocking off Louisville. I got Minnesota because since the Duke collapse, Louisville has not been the same team. No, they have not. I think it's in their heads at this point. When Louisville was up 23 points against Duke... And in all honesty, Louisville looked like 
one of the best teams in the nation. Like, they were playing really good. It was an utter collapse. It was and terrible. That was... And this is goes in all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, whatever. That was the biggest collapse I've ever seen. Like, Jay Bill said that Jordan Murphy is one of the best rebounding players you'll ever see. And I completely agree. I don't think Louisville keeps him off the boards and get Minnesota to win. I think, but I think the storyline leading to that game is going to be a really fun one. And like I said, I just hope Rick Pitino shows up for that. Uh, and then the the last game for that region, Michigan State and Bradley. Honestly, I don't really know much about Bradley at all. But Michigan State, I think ultimately they pull that one out. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State's just too good for a team like that. There's not much to it. Michigan State's a good team. And Cassius Winston is definitely, I think he's led them this whole season, especially after Josh Lankford went down for for the rest of the year. Um, And I think they just have too much talent to lose to a team like Bradley. But I think I do think that Michigan State pulls definitely pulls that one out and moves on to the Sweet Sixteen, uh, and then moving on for more for the East and go ahead and get this done real quick. I think uh, Duke or Duke ECF. I think Duke wins. Michigan, uh, sorry, not Michigan State, uh, Mississippi State and Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech. I think just have too much talent, and um, I definitely think Virginia Tech beats Mississippi State. LSU, I think they lose to Maryland. I think the distraction will just be too much for them. I think they'll be, I think they could be fine for that first game, but for the second game, I could definitely see them losing to Maryland. Louisville, Michigan State. I know Louisville beat Michigan State all the way back from November, but both of those teams are completely different. Completely different, and I think Michigan State um, beats Louisville, moves on to the Sweet Sixteen. Duke UCF. Duke's too talented. Duke wins. Mississippi State, Virginia Tech. I think this will be one of the most intriguing matchups in the in, uh, whole tournament. I think it'll be super fun. But they got V Tech. Just think they have more talent on their team. Uh, Belmont, LSU. Like you, LSU. The distractions are going to get to them. Dylan Windler's too good. Belmont wins. Minnesota, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State's the better team. They're going to win. Uh, moving on to Sweet 16. Duke, Virginia Tech. I. Actually, have I know a lot of people are going to have Duke winning a national championship, but I think Duke loses in the Sweet 16 to Virginia Tech. Or Sweet 16 in the East uh, bracket, we got three of the same four teams. Duke and Virginia Tech are the matchup that's the same. And I disagree with you on the outcome of that game. Duke's going to win it. They played. They played. Have they played once or twice this year? Italy, they played once or twice. I think they just played once. And Duke won it close. And like you said, Justin Robinson didn't play. No, Virginia won. Virginia Tech won? Yeah, Virginia, Pe- Virginia Tech beat Duke. Which, which I was telling you, I think that was an even matchup because Duke didn't have Zion Williamson. They won 72, uh, 77-72. Well, Duke didn't have Zion, and Virginia Tech didn't have their top player in Justin Robinson. So I think that was an even matchup, and I think with both players, I think it's going to make for an even better game. And I think Virginia Tech matches up well against a team like Duke. Who did Duke beat on the buzzer beater? Cam Reddish buzzer beater. Florida State. Yeah, I get it mixed up. You're right. All right. Uh, but, yes, but Zion Williamson makes a bigger impact for Duke than Justin Robinson does for VTech. I agree. So, I don't know. I can see this being th- a tr- tricky game because VTech spaces the floor awesome. I think it will be a close game, though. Nikhil Alexander-Walker mm-hmm. is one of the best three-point shooters in the NCAA. And if Duke is having a rough shooting night, like most nights, I could see him going down. But I mean, I, I would, lo- I would love to see Duke go down Go down in the Sweet Six. Oh, yeah. Who, everybody wants to see Duke go down, unless you're a Zion Knight or a Duke fan. Or ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I know you don't, but I have Virginia Tech in the Elite Eight. Maryland and uh, Michigan State, I think uh, – I think Michigan State wins this game against Maryland. Uh, Michigan State, like I said, um, they don't have Josh Langford, but they still have talent. Um, Matt McQuaid can get hot. Cassie Swinston, Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, Kenny Goins, they have talent around them to be good and make a deep run. And I think Michigan State makes it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I agree with you. Michigan State's going to the Elite Eight. They beat Belmont. Dylan Windler's uh, NCAA career ends here. Sad to see, but Michigan State's going to win. 
And then you have Michigan State and Virginia Tech for me in the Elite Eight. I think that would be a good game, but ultimately I think Michigan State, I just think I think um, Cassius Winston is too good. And I, def- I think he leads Michigan State to a Final Four appearance. I don't think Duke shoots super good from three, two games in a row. Or maybe even three or four, but uh, I, I doubt that. And I don't think they can beat good teams without shooting good from three. And so this is where I got the road ending, got Michigan State winning. I definitely I definitely could see Duke and Michigan State in the Elite Eight. And I I, I think Michigan State, I think they match well match up well against Duke. Especially with Kenny Goins down low. Down in the low post. And I guess and an intriguing matchup would be Trey Jones. Michigan ver- State's super experienced. Mm-hmm. They are. And I think Trey Jones matches a uh, a Trey Jones versus Cassius Winston matchup would be really intriguing to or watch. Or McQuaid, Winston, Goins and Ward all seniors. McQuaid is I know McQuaid is Winston's a junior. Winston's a junior. Goins might be a senior. I, I know think. Ward's a senior. Pretty sure. But, yeah, uh, uh, we both have Michigan State in the Final Four. Moving on to the West, uh, you have Gonzaga playing Farley Dickinson. I was actually impressed with Farley Dickinson, but I do not think they're going to beat Zaga. I think I think I just think Gonzaga has too much. Um, I th- they have a lot of talent, and I think they're fully healthy again. And Rui, I think Rui Hakimura is. Definitely uh, a top player in the nation, and I think uh, definitely Gonzaga beats Farley Dickinson in that first round. Yeah, you got a national uh, semifinalist player of the year, uh, Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. He's too good. They got three or four, maybe even five guys can play in the NBA with him. Brandon Clark, Zach Norvell, Josh Perkins, and Killian Tilly. They're just way too talented to lose right. in the first round. And Syracuse and Baylor... Um, should be a good game. I, th- I I like Syracuse though in that game. I agree. I think I just think. I mean, Syracuse has had moment like they beat Duke in Cameron Indoor Stadium. That was a great win for them. And then they've you know, they just they've struggled against other teams. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Baylor. I th- actually think they may have been seated a couple seats, so I could have seen them as an eleven. Mm-hmm. So I guess Syracuse one and two. But Ty's battle, uh, Ty, battle was too and, uh, good, and Frank Howard. Frank Howard's good, and uh, O'Shea Brissett, mm-hmm. super good on both they, sides. They just the have too much talent. And, and a seven-two guy. So yeah, and I think they beat Baylor to play Zaga in the in the second round. And Marquette and Murray State. This is one of my upset games. I think Murray State beats Marquette just for the fact that I think Marquette they've been struggling a lot recently, and Marcus Howard he's good. He's really good and probably, I think he's the purest scorer in the nation. But he's also 5'11", John Morant, 6'2", 6'3". And I think that will be a great matchup between those two. But ultimately, I think, you know, Murray State's coming in hot. And I don't think the John Morant story, you know, he's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. I don't think the John Morant story ends here. And I think he gets, I think... I'm not saying Murray State's going to make a deep run or anything, but I think Murray State, I think he wins Murray State one or two games. This is argue, battle of arguably the two best point guards in the NCAA this year. John Morant's definitely one. You could argue Marcus Howard somewhere up there. Like you said, Marcus Howard's too small. Uh, Marquette's lost six of seven, I think. Uh, it's something six of seven, five of six, something like that. Murray State's going to win. Uh, and just... Other than John Morant, they have Murray State has a couple of really good players. They have a player that won the Defensive Player of the Year in their conference. I, I think I think it should be a good game, but I just think Murray State pulls this one out. And I, like I said, I think John Morant gets them one at least one game at the very least. Florida State Vermont, uh, Vermont was hanging well. They were hanging with Louisville, and then they were also beating Kansas for the majority of that the game when they played them, but. I I liked what I saw from Florida State. I think they're they have uh I think they have really good players in Terrence Mann. Uh was it for uh I can't think of his first name, but Forrest. And they have a couple real other Jay really, Walker also. And, yep. They have the seven four guy. Yep. And I did I liked what I I know they lost against Duke in that uh ACC championship game, but I liked what I saw from Florida State for some of the um for that, some for some of that game and 
earlier in the season. I think they have good defensive players, and I think they. Uh, I definitely think they beat Vermont in this game. I disagree. Uh, like I've told you before, Anthony Lamb is my favorite non-Kentucky player in the NCAA. I think he's going to be the best player in this game. When I'm picking upsets, I choose if they have the best player in the game or not. I believe Vermont does, so I think it's a think it upset. I can see Florida State winning. They got more talent all around, but I think Anthony Lamb will get a one. Moving on, uh, Buffalo, they're either playing St. John's or Arizona State. Who do you have in the St. John's-Arizona State game? I think Arizona State wins, beats St. John's. Yeah, St. John's has Mustafa Heron and uh, Shamori Ponce. They both are good on both sides of the floor, but Arizona State's got more talent all around. Yeah, and I actually, um, I think after Arizona wins this, I think Arizona State, I think they'll win this first four game, and then they play Buffalo I actually think um, for that game, I think Arizona State would knock off Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo. They've been ranked almost all year. And they've won. They've won CJ. like thirty-one games, yeah. and that's impressive. I, I know they're in a crappy conference, but that's impressive. But I think I just don't think they've played, and they even had some struggles in some games in their um, in their conference. But I think Arizona State, and uh, don't get me wrong, I, I think Buffalo is a good team. They have a really good talent on their team. I just think Arizona State pulls this one out. I like uh, teams that know how to win, and obviously Buffalo does. And even if they win close games, that's a testament to like how they can close them. And C.J. Massenburg, he's a dog. He, he can do anything offensively. Not very tall, but he controls the game. I like Buffalo in that. I've actually seen a bracket where Buffalo is the going to the Final Four. But, uh... I can't remember who it was. I think it was someone on CBS. Had like, Buffalo make it into the Final Four? I mean, they're good. They won 31 games and everything. I think, but they, I think this is probably the worst bracket. The West? The West I think it's probably the worst. I, I think so. Uh, just, worst one just, seed, worst two seed. Uh, in my opinion, probably the... I don't know. Texas Tech's probably better than Houston. But, um, yeah, I think Arizona State beats Buffalo. Texas Tech, Northern Kentucky. I like the fact that there's like four Kentucky teams in this tournament. It yeah, could have been almost five. five. Almost five. Almost uh, they almost got it. It would have been, but it's still cool having four teams from the state of Kentucky in here. Northern Kentucky, it's awesome, but I think Texas Tech, they're just too good defensively. Um, and I was looking at their team as overall, they only allow like 60 to 59 points a game, and that's impressive. Their defense is amazing. Uh, and especially with Jarrett Culver. Um, he's been really good um, as a leader for them, and I definitely think they're not losing to a 14 seed, and I think they move on to the second round. Yeah, for Northern Kentucky, uh, uh, I can't think of his first name, but McDonald. I feel like he'd been there for like eight years, but uh, and he hit that big shot. I just know Drew. I, don't, I just know Drew Franklin doesn't like him much. Or who? No, it's not Drew Franklin. I think it's actually someone from my family who's who's tired of hearing of him. <laughs> I feel but, like he's been there for like eight years. Like they went to the tournament maybe two or three years ago, and he was they the went. Um, that's who the that's who Kentucky played in the mm-hmm. Darren Fox Malik Monk yeah. played in the first round. And I feel like McDonald's been there for so long, but Texas Tech they have Jarrett Culver's one of the most efficient players in college basketball this year. I think, like I said, I think Tech just Texas Tech their defense alone. Yeah, and he's I, a good I, defender, so yeah. Texas Tech is going to win. Definitely, I think Texas Tech moves on. Nevada and Florida. I think Nevada, they they got pretty much everyone back. I think they did get everyone Every back. Every single person. I think they lost one person from last year. It wasn't someone that started. Yeah, and I mean, Nevada. They the, went on, they were Sweet 16 Elite 8, somewhere around there last year. I believe it was Sweet 16. But yeah, Nevada, Florida. Florida has a really stout defense, and I think it's going to make for a good game, and I think Nevada's going to struggle. Even Kentucky struggled against Florida, and I really do. And I think Nevada's going to quite struggle, even though they have so much talent on their team, um, especially with the Martin Twins. They have Caroline, um, all as well. But I actually think this is another upset amount. I think Florida beats Nevada. I wouldn't classify this one as a huge upset. Seven and ten, usually they can go either way. But uh, although Florida's been playing very good, they have a bright future. Got several young good players: Noah Locke, Andrew Nemard, who probably got fouled against Auburn and should have went to the free throw line to tie the game up in the SEC tournament. 
still got Nevada. I think experience wins. Their average age on their team is like 22. They only play one freshman and Jordan Brown. Uh, yeah, they have they have old players, older yeah. players. And it's not like they don't ever play anybody good. Like All their players have came from uh, power conference schools. That like the Martin Twins came from NC State and stuff, so I feel like they could put together a couple wins. I feel like they've underachieved super hard this year than what they should have, but yeah, I think they're going to win. And then um, Michigan and Montana, I do think Michigan um, definitely moves on and beats Montana. I know you don't think they're that good of a team, but I, I think they're a good team, especially with that freshman. I can't even – I know they call Iggy, him Iggy. Iggy Briscus, Dowskis. That, seem, like that. that seems close to me. <laughs> but they also have talented wings with Jordan Poole and Charles Matthew, who transferred from, of course, from Kentucky. I, I think Michigan's a good team. I think they could potentially make a deep run. Um but I definitely, I think they definitely beat. Nonetheless, they beat I definitely. I beat don't Montana. buy into this Michigan team. I, I don't think they should have went to the finals last year. They got screwed a couple times. Probably shouldn't have beat Houston. Um, and they lost their best player, Mo Wagner. I know Iggy's played great and Charles Matthews has played great. And, but I think if a two seed were to lose, it would be Michigan to Montana. But I don't think they will think Michigan gets the win. Yep. And moving on, uh, Zaga Syracuse. I think actually. <laughs> This is where I have one of the first one seeds down. I think Syracuse beats Gonzaga in the second round. Yeah, I disagree. I I know people like I I think Zaga this I think this is one of the be- best Zaga teams in a while. Even going back to Cal Wilcher and when they made it to the the Final finals game. in 2017. I do think this is one of the best Gonzaga teams in a, at least a couple of years. I just think Syracuse can beat I think Syracuse, if they play their defense, I think, and it's a defense that I don't think Gonzaga is necessarily used to, and I def- I think Syracuse will knock off Gonzaga in the second round. See, Gonzaga, for some reason, they have this perception that they don't go- do good. They always underachieve. And, and I, they, they, I, I they had this, uh, they did this little graph that showed, like, what teams have performed, overperformed, underperformed based on the seed. Yeah, I saw that, too. And they were... Uh, Kentucky was actually the most overperforming team in the NCAA. It's been since like twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga was actually like second or third, then uh, in like they, overperforming. They their make seed. it. So I don't know where this perception is that they. Uh, and it's not because I, I, I'm not saying that you're choosing against them. I just don't. But a lot of people like say Gonzaga never makes it far. I think it's maybe because they feel like they're always a top. I four think seed just for never, a team, I think won. for a team like Gonzaga, and if this goes for Virginia. You have to show me that you can make it far. And Villanova, they had some runs where they had they won a high amount of games, but they couldn't just... But they, Gonzaga has made it far. They made it to the championship games no, two years ago. No, no, I'm talking about, like, before, like, Virginia. I mean, not Virginia. Um, well, Virginia Villanova. Has, that, yeah. has that perception. But Villanova had that perception, like, before they got, like, Josh Hart, like, yeah. like in the... And Ryan Archidiak, no Christian can set awesome uh-huh. They they had that perception like for Villanova did, and they broke they, it. Then then they finally broke it because they they were winning regular a whole high amount of regular season games, but they couldn't put the, put it together. It's in mainly teams in the mid major, like right. Virginia's the exception. But Villanova, they've proved themselves. Won they two could, championships in the last three years. Right, and they and they've they've proven themselves, and. That's the same thing. Virginia, yeah. Virginia Zaga's got to win one before the perception goes away, or maybe even a couple Well, I think tomorrow. Gonzaga, they proved to me that they can because they made it to the final, uh, to the championship game. And they, they made it to, to the Elite Eight several years. The year where they lost, uh, yeah. with Cal Wilcher when they lost to Duke, they made it to the Elite Eight. Like, they made it far. Yeah. And like I said, there's, they, they've proven to me that they can do it. Um,. It does, it's, it, it, it's Virginia for me. Like I'm not gonna take them seriously. I know they're a good Virginia, team. Well, Virginia was actually the most underperforming team based on their seed in the last ten years. So I understand their perception. Why people don't think they can win? And they they've got to they got to go out there and show. Hey, you know, we can make it far. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna let what happened last year affect us. And Virginia has that perception. There's just some certain. It's just for. Like like I said, it's mostly for mid majors. You have got to show me. I, I don't want to get off topic, but 
One thing is, Gonzaga, they need to go to, into the Pac-12. There's no point that they stay in the WCC. They're, no, because they're, they're not gaining pretty... anything. They're going to win the conference championship every single year, but they're That's not playing they didn't, they didn't win They're it not going to be battle-tested. Yeah. Well, and, they didn't win, but they won the regular season. Yeah, like, we know every single year, as long as Gonzaga, they get players back, and that's what they usually they're do. Gonna go, they're going to win the conference tournament. Uh, they're going to win close to 30 games yeah. almost every single year. I mean... They're going to beat everybody by 40. It doesn't test only yeah. close games. It does not they, test they, them. They, they tried this year. They, they scheduled a hard non-conference, or harder than usual. They did beat Duke, which I was an impressive win. But that was in November. Right. And that's, what's the, that's the same thing with Kentucky and Duke. I mean, Duke beat Kentucky by 34 points. Despite that, I was like Gonzaga winning yeah. Syracuse. Yeah. And uh, other Syracuse. than that, I think Syracuse... Syracuse has some players, so I could see where it's coming from. Like, I think, just with their defense, I don't think Gonzaga's... I don't think Gonzaga... Because, like, Gonzaga's used to beating teams by 40-plus points. When you haven't played a close game in a couple months, then you're not going to... If it's a close you're not game, gonna you're not going to be ready for it. For it. Right. And definitely not prepared for a defense that Syracuse plays. Moving down, Murray State FSU. This was tough. Like, like I said, I feel like John Morant can win him a couple games, but I like what I really like what I've seen from Florida State for this season. Winning what twenty six, twenty seven games. They're impressive. I think they have good talent on their team, and I think FSU moves on to the to the Sweet Sixteen to play Syracuse. So they don't have FSU in the uh, round of thirty two again, Vermont. People probably are thinking I'm definitely gonna have Murray State in the Sweet Sixteen, but nope, got Vermont taking it. I feel like the although John Morant is better than Anthony Lamb, Vermont has a better supporting cast around Anthony Lamb than Murray State does around John Morant. I agree. So I got Vermont pulling out that game and go to the Sweet Sixteen. And then uh, Arizona State Texas Tech. I like I said. Texas Tech's defense is impressive, only allowing like 59 points a game, and to go along with Jared Culver. I I think he's gonna he's been leading this team well throughout the season. They've been really good this season, and I think Texas Tech moves on to Sweet 16 by beating Arizona State. I get Buffalo and Texas Tech in this game. And if it were to be Buffalo Texas Tech, like I said, it's the same thing with Buffalo. Yeah. Like they're not going to be used. They're used to. You know, I don't think they're going to be used to really good defensive teams, and Texas Tech is a really good defensive team, and I think Buffalo would struggle. Completely Same thing agree. With Don't have to say anything else on the topic. I got Texas Tech winning. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Michigan. I could see Florida's defense being a problem with Michigan, but I think Michigan, like I said, I just think they, their talent is too good, and I think they, I think they beat Florida, move on to Sweet Sixteen. This was one of the hardest games for me to choose: Nevada or Michigan. Nevada, if it were if it were to be that, that would be I think it would be a good game. I don't Just Nevada's that, experience is crazy good. No matter what conference you're in, with you when you have experience like that and when your average age is twenty two years old. I'm pretty sure every single starter they have is twenty three. Maybe maybe they have a twenty two year old, but I know the Martin Twins, Caroline, all the so but I, I got Michigan winning. I'm probably a little lower on Michigan than most people are, but so that's probably, that's why I think it's gonna be a super fun game, super close game if it is. But uh, I think Michigan will tough it out. Uh, moving on, uh, FSU and Syracuse. Obviously, they know each other considering they're both in the the ACC. But I like I said, I've, I've Florida State's been one of those teams I've been really impressed with, and I think they I think they beat Syracuse. Zaga Vermont, this is a no-brainer. Zaga wins. They're way more talented. Got the way better team. Easy victory for them. Uh, Texas Tech, Michigan. Again, I keep harping on. Uh, I keep talking about Texas Tech's defense. I think. I think that's going to help them throughout this tournament. And I think Michigan's going to have a really tough time against that defense. And I think Texas Tech moves on to the lead eight, playing Florida State. Uh. Texas Tech, Michigan, same as you. I agree with all your points. Texas Tech is a way better team than Michigan in my eyes, way better defensively, more efficient offensively, got the best player in the game. I think Texas Tech wins this game. Florida State and Texas Tech, I think this would be definitely be a good game. Both teams have, I think, under – I think they've – I think they've – both of these teams have exceeded expectations for them. 
Yeah, in this elite in this elite eight game, um, especially I mean Texas Tech considering they lost uh, Zaire Smith. Well, he wasn't even and he wasn't even the best player on their team last year. It was uh, but they they lost. His name is Keenan Evans, I think. Oh yeah, uh, he, Reynolds. He was no, it no, Reynolds. not Reynolds. He played for Navy, I think. Keenan Reynolds and a football. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Keenan Evans. He was the best player on their team last year. Yeah. He was better than Zaire Smith and last they, year. He was like they, twenty. They, they lost. Zaire, they lost Zaire Smith and Keenan Evans. And considering they are where they are right now, winning twenty six games and their defense is allowing fifty nine points a game, has I think they've been more impressive than Florida State this year. And I think that. <laughs> I think that gets Texas Tech into the final four. Alright, so I got Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. And again, it's the same thing with Gonzaga playing Syracuse for me. Like I don't think they're gonna be used to a defense like that. And Gonzaga is used to beating teams by a lot of points and they're not they're not battle tested. And if Gonzaga were to play a team like Texas Tech, I think they'll they'll have problems, especially against a Texas Tech defense. I've uh, I re- I seen a stat. It was like no team has ever won a championship losing the first game of their conference tournament, and there's only a couple have ever made the final four. When it comes to college basketball, I'm a big like history guy. I I like to follow patterns and trends. And I just think Gonzaga has overall a better team. I think Texas Tech at points on offense is a one man show with Zaire Smith. If you can slow him down, which he, it's hard to, he's super efficient. Jack Culver. Yeah, I, I got him. It, it's all, yeah, yeah, Jared it's all Culver. It's all good. <laughs> They're basically the same player. Same basically. Person. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Gonzaga wins. So, yeah, Gonzaga in the Final Four. I have Texas Tech. Um, moving on to the South region. I would have loved for Kentucky to be in the South region just for the fact that they play in Louisville. They could play, have a chance to play in Louisville, but I'm actually fine with where Kentucky is after thinking, giving uh, some thought about it. But anyway, South Region, Virginia, Gardner Webb. Repeat of last year. I don't. There's no repeat of last year. This is Gardner Webb's first year in the NCAA tournament. But you know, like like we had talked about earlier, Virginia has improved a lot on offense. This is probably the best Virginia. Um, the best Virginia offense we've seen in the previous five years, and I think they, I think it's pretty obvious. I think Virginia beats Gardner Webb in this first round. I agree, easy Virginia wins. Um, Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Um, I think I've, Ole Miss has been one of those teams that I think underachieve. I think they have good players on their team. Uh, I think they beat Oklahoma in this first round. Yeah, I don't really see them having much trouble. Eight and nine are always hard to predict. But I, I, think I Oklahoma on has, the on the ESPN bracket app, and uh, I can't remember how long it's been, but they they're actually split between eight and I, nine. I feet. feel like Oklahoma is overrated. They I feel like they've definitely overachieved in what they're supposed to do, but they played so bad during the Big Twelve, especially in the beginning. They picked up a little bit late in the Big Twelve, but I think I don't know. They had an awesome non-conference, but how bad their conference was, I can't pick them winning a tournament game. I got miss winning. Yep. Uh. Wisconsin, Oregon. I know Oregon's been really hot recently. Arguably the hottest team in the nation right now. And Wisconsin, I think. I think Wisconsin. I think they beat Oregon. Because I, I have to say. Honest, Wisconsin, like, I'll be honest, the only player that I really know from that team is Ethan Happ. I can't think of any other player on that team. But I just think. I think Ethan Happ. I think he gets him a couple games, and I think, uh, I think um, they beat Oregon. Ethan Happ is so good. I know spacing's not as important in college as it is in the NBA, but when your best player cannot make a shot outside of the paint, I don't think that's a big like. And his Ethan Happ's free throw shooting, he shoots like forty seven percent from the free throw like line, he, so that's not good. I at think all. it was his freshman year. He legit did not take one shot outside the paint. It's because like he's a beast down low, but he cannot do anything besides for that. Um, And Oregon's been so hot um, allowing Michigan or not Michigan, Washington who's not a great offensive team but they can decently score the ball. They held them to 49 points. You had a tournament team to 49 points. I like what you're headed. Let me go Oregon. Not 49, 48, same difference. 
uh, Kansas State UC Irvine. At first, I, I put I, I picked Kansas State, but Dean Wade's not going to be playing in the NCAA tournament, which I think that's going to be. I know he has wasn't as big as part of the team as he was last year, but when you lose a senior like that who offers leadership and he's actually really talented, I think that's going to hurt you. And UC Irvine's been really good this year. They won thirty games. I think UCF, not UCF, I think UC Irvine um, pulls off um, this upset, and I think they beat um, Kansas State. I disagree again. Um, I know Dean Wade's not playing. He's one of their better players. He was their best player last year, and guess who didn't play in the tournament last year? Yeah, it was Dean, also Wade, him. Dean Wade didn't play in the tournament last year. They still made it to Elite Eight and even beat Kentucky. Um, Kansas State. Although I severely dislike them and Xavier Sneed. Was that his name, Xavier Sneed? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't like him, but I, I got him winning. Uh, winning to punch him in the mouth. Uh, Villanova, St. Mary's. I actually think uh, St. Mary's beats Villanova. Uh, we've disagreed basically on everything on this bracket, but yeah, I got Nova winning. I think this will be an awesome game. Super fun. Villanova's not the Villanova of the past. I don't see... They just lost too much talent from last yeah. year's team. Phil Booth, he's done the best he can this year. But losing four players to the draft, it's hard to come back from that. Unless you're Kentucky or Duke. Right. Um, but I still got Nova. It's going to be a grinder, but I get Nova. Uh, Purdue, Old Dominion. I know people. some people actually are picking Old Dominion to upset Purdue. But I, my my take on Purdue is... I was looking at their team stats. Carson Edwards averages. Carson Edwards too good. He's a pure score, twenty three points a game. But when you go down the list, their next best, their next player who scores is like twelve points a game, and after that, it's like eight or nine points a game with uh, Matt Harnes. And I think if I think ultimately Purdue's going to beat Old Dominion, but if Carson Edwards um, has an off game, that pretty much loses any type of offense they have. And I think that if Carson Edwards is not on his game, Purdue is going to lose a game. But I do think Purdue beats Old Dominion. Purdue's been one of the better teams later in the season. And I think they've overachieved, too. I think they've exceeded expectations. I'm not for sure. Uh, They were underachieving at the beginning of the year. They looked awful. Uh, They had seven losses early, somewhere around there. But they've hit a stride. And once they hit conference, they just... Once they hit conference play, they just hit a Carson they hit Edwards, that stride yeah. and they played really good. Carson Edwards, uh, he's just too and, good. Like he, he's one of the. I think, I think Marcus he's Howard. He's too good. Horns is too big. Right. So I get Purdue. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati, Iowa. Iowa was looking like a really good team, and they've really struggled down the stretch in their conference play. Um, but I, I was watching Cincinnati play Houston, and I was impressed with Cincinnati. I usually don't like Cincinnati teams. I usually think they're thugs, and they usually <laughs> are. Um, same thing with Xavier. But Cincinnati, I was impressed with Cincinnati when they were playing Houston. They're really a physical team, and I think they beat Iowa in that first round. Yeah, I agree. It's all about who's hot, and Iowa is the opposite of that against Cincinnati. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Colgate. I have never heard of Colgate other than the, the toothpaste. The, the toothpaste. <laughs> Um, I didn't even know that was a school. Uh, but, I've seen a Twitter account. They tweeted, uh, isn't it ironic that Tennessee has to go against Colgate? Yeah, because... Uh, Tennessee because, fans don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think Tennessee beats Colgate. Um, and then we'll go, try to go through this quickly. Um, Virginia, Ole Miss, I, like I said, I think Virginia, this is the year where I think they can um, change history. And I think they'll make a deep run. I yeah, they're due one. They're due one. They're definitely due one after the heartbreak of last year. Yeah, um, I got I, they definitely beat Ole Miss, Wisconsin, UC Irvine. Um, kind of weird teams to have, especially with UC Irvine. But I think Wisconsin beats UC Irvine, and they end up playing Virginia. Yeah, Oregon, K State. Oregon's gonna ride the hot wave. Go on, go to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, St. Mary's Purdue. I actually think St. Mary's pulls off another upset and makes it to the Sweet 16 by beating Purdue. Nova's not that great this year. Carson Edwards is too good, as we were just talking about. Purdue wins. Cincinnati, um, Tennessee. Actually, it's another upset. I think Cincinnati beats Tennessee. 
See, like you, I think this is going to be an awesome game. We talked about this earlier. It's I think gonna it's going to be, be awesome a, it's going to be a physical game. Yes, it's really be physical. Grant Williams is going to have tons of opportunities to flop, but Tennessee's <laughs> still going to win. Um, Virginia, Wisconsin. Again, I think Wisconsin, they're a decent team. Ethan Happ is one of the best centers in the um, in the NCAA. But, for again, Virginia, they're due one. Offense is better. The defense is good as it usually is. They're going to be too tough for Wisconsin to overcome, and I think Virginia makes it to the Elite Eight. Virginia, Oregon. Virginia is too suffocating on defense, and they actually have an offensive game. Oregon's hot streak ends. Virginia goes to the Elite Eight. St. Mary's, Cincinnati. That'd be a that, sl- that'd that be is a that is such a weird, that's such a weird sweet sixteen. That's bad as Mary State, Vermont. Yeah, <laughs> that's a but, too good, um, but yeah, I think actually I think Cincinnati. I think this is where uh, St. Mary's Cinderella run ends. I think Cincinnati beats St. Mary's to make it to the lead eight. I got Purdue, Tennessee. They're a little better than St. Mary's and Cincinnati, <laughs> at least seed wise. Um, Tennessee's too good though. Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, Jordan Bone. Pick up the win. Uh, Virginia, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati, like, they're physical from what I saw from Houston. Um, and I, I think they might be a little bit of a challenge for Virginia, but I think ultimately Virginia Tech, like you said, their defense is too suffocating and they actually have an offensive game to back up to have more have a balanced attack. And I think Virginia, finally, after all this time, finally makes it to a Final Four. Virginia, they always underachieve. And Tennessee's actually never been to a Final Four, so it's going to be a little change-up for whoever wins this matchup. I think Virginia, they're a little more experienced. Uh, they're going to pick up the win. All right. On to the Midwest. Uh, again, try to go through this a little bit more quickly. Uh, North Carolina, Iowa, Iona. Easy North Carolina. Easy North Carolina. Didn't really – that's not much for for debate. Um, I was kind of going back and forth between this next game between Utah State and Washington because I think both teams, either of these teams could win. But I, I have Washington winning, and I think they have um, Matisse Theibel, who averages 3.4 three, three steals a game, and that's really impressive. And I think I think that will help them against a team like Utah State. Like you have struggled with this game, I've probably changed it about five or six times, who I think is going to win. Ultimately, I think Utah State's going to win. They've won more games. They know how to pull out close ones. I got Utah State. Auburn and New Mexico State. I think Auburn, they live or die by the three. They live and die by the three. Um, so if if they're making it and they're hot, I think they can make it far. But if they struggle in one game, they will, they will certainly lose that game. And I think they'll definitely lose any any game where they're having struggle shooting. So, but I do think they're not going to struggle against New Mexico State, and I think they, of course, they'll move on to the second round. I agree. Uh, I've seen something that New Mexico State hasn't won a tournament game in so long, and Auburn's won, like, their first rounder, like, a couple years in a row, so they got Auburn. Uh, Kansas, North, uh, Northeastern. Um, I know that Kansas has had a lot of problems this year, and it's not really their fault. It's just injuries. And, and Lizzie Vic and, 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 problems. And it's it's not, you know, it's really unfortunate that, you know, an injury had to come to one of their best players and an impactful player with Yudoki Azubuki. But I do think Kansas, I don't think they should have any problem with Northeastern, and I think Kansas definitely moves on. Bill Self is too good of a coach to lose Northeastern. And especially to lose in the first round. Uh, Iowa State and Ohio State, um, I could see either of these teams this is a good winning. Matchup. And I think, I do think Iowa State moves on because I think uh, even though they had had struggles in the down the stretch in their comp, uh, in the Big Twelve, I think uh, Shyock has been really good, and uh, their point guard has also been good too. And I think they're just going to be too good for Ohio State. Yeah, I love Taylor Horton Tucker. He's one of my favorite players in college basketball. Uh, you got them beating Ohio State. Uh, you have Houston and Georgia State. Houston's been really fantastic this season, especially with Amari Brooks and Corey Davis Jr. leading the way for them. And I definitely think they beat Georgia State. I agree. Those two guards, they're too good. You have Wofford and then Seton Hall. I know uh, Seton Hall's been kind of up and down, and Wofford's been on a, what, 20-game win streak or something crazy like Fletcher that. Fletcher McGee. Fletcher McGee's been really good form. That's a That sounds like a golfing <laughs> name. Um, but... Uh, 
I did I did a little bit of research on Wofford and they have struggled against teams that are ranked. And I know Seton Hall they knocked off Kentucky and I think I think um Miles Powell is gonna be too much for Wofford and I think I think Seton Hall beats Wofford in the first round. Two very good shooting teams, but I think Wolford's gonna shoot a little better, get Wolford winning. And of course our team Kentucky playing ah, Al- that's, that's nothing. Alboing Christian. They got got to get a dub against Alboing Christian. So I think definitely Kentucky moves on. Uh, UNC Washington. I think that would I think that would actually be a good game. But UNC they just been playing really good recently, and I think they're going to be too tough for Washington. UNC Utah State. UNC's far superior team against UNC. Auburn Kansas. Um, again, Kansas went through so has gone through so much this year. Um, Auburn. I think I think they could pick up the win against Kansas. Jared Harper's been playing too good as of late. He's going to lead Auburn to victory. Uh, Iowa State and Houston. I think this is going to be. I think this will be a good game. And I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good test for Houston. But I do think Iowa State. I think they pick up the dub against Houston. Again, I think it's going to be an awesome game. But I think Corey Davis and Armani Brooks are too good. Get Houston win. They have a rematch between Seton Hall and Kentucky. I don't think it's going to be the same. Um, will be the same score or how close it could be a close game but I don't think it's going to be the same result as as when they played in December and I think Kentucky oh, obviously they they're not the same team as they were last year or in 2018 and I think they definitely pick up a revenge game against Seton Hall Kentucky Wolford uh <clears throat> Wolford has five guys that can shoot awesome I could see it Kentucky struggling with them ultimately I got Kentucky winning and you have UNC and Auburn. I know we were talking a little bit about this before we started the podcast. I this I went back and forth because I, I could see too. I could see Auburn shooting really well and winning this game. I did it against Tennessee and UN, but UNC they just have too much talent with Kobe White this year. Little Luke May, uh, Kennedy Brooks I think is his name. Kenny uh, Williams. Kenny Williams. I don't know why I said Kenny Brooks, but um. UNC has been playing really good recently, but I think UNC, ultimately, I think they get this dub. Yeah, Auburn's been <clears throat> so hot lately, and I actually had them winning this game until right before uh, we started the podcast. I had a last-minute change and put UNC winning. I just think Auburn's shooting streak's going to end. And you have <laughs> Iowa State and Kentucky. I think this would actually be a tough, tough matchup for Kentucky, but... Um, I think Kentucky pulls it off and makes it to the lead eight. Kentucky Houston. I don't think Houston's that a great matchup be, to beat Kentucky, that, honestly. But that, I think that would be a tough game. I, 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 I think just it would don't be think close. Houston matches up well for Kentucky, so I think Kentucky wins it. Because Houston's really digits. small, aren't they? And I think uh, this Kentucky just has a lot, a lot more talent, of course. And then we have a rematch game between Kentucky from a lead eight from a couple years ago uh, between Kentucky and UNC. Obviously, both teams have changed a lot since um, since they last played this year, but I do think Kentucky beats UNC. As a Kentucky fan, UNC is the team that I want to see least, like heading into the tournament. I really don't want to see UNC. If we do, I'm still going to go with Kentucky, but I think that would be an awesome game, one of the best tournament games in the whole, this whole year. So I have Kentucky make it to the Final Four. Um... So our final four for me, Mich- uh, Michigan State, Texas Tech, um, Virginia, and Kentucky. Um, I'm, I'm almost the same with Michigan State, Gonzaga, Virginia, and Kentucky. I think Michigan State beats Texas Tech. I know I've been ta- ranting and raving about Texas Tech's defense, but I think this is where their run ends. I just think Michigan State, I just think they have more talent. And I think Cassie Swinson, I think can, he's going to continue to lead the way for Michigan State. And I think Michigan State makes it to the national championship game. Michigan State, Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga has too many good players. Michigan State's gonna not gonna have someone that can guard Rue Hachimura or and Brandon Clark, both of them. So uh, Gonzaga's too athletic. Gonzaga picks up the dub. So Virginia, Kentucky would be a very good game. I think would go down to the wire in my opinion. But I think Kentucky beats Virginia, and I think Kentucky makes it to the national championship game for a chance to win their night. Ninth title, um, and I think Michigan State versus Kentucky. I think Michigan State. This is where they're gonna have struggles. I don't think. I think they. I think both teams. I think this would be match up well against each other, but I just think Kentucky. I think you know 
this is they're I think they're due for another championship, and I think they finally win their night championship and beat Michigan State. My second Final Four game is Kentucky Virginia. I think it's whoever wins is whoever controls the pace. Virginia wants to go a little slower. Kentucky wants to run. Um, whoever controls the pace is going to win. I think that'll be Kentucky. Get Kentucky going to the championship game against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's never won one. Kentucky's won eight. Uh, Kentucky's going to pull it out. They got the better coach. They're going to win. So I am excited. That's our picks for this um, NCAA tournament for 2019. Who would have guessed I, two Kentucky fans pick Kentucky? I'm. I, that's not being biased. It's just my honest opinion about how things are going to go. I think it's a. I don't know. Uh, nonetheless, I'm not going to say bias didn't play any part, but, but I wouldn't have them if I didn't think. Nonetheless, this NCAA tournament, I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a fun one. Um, I think there's going to be upsets everywhere. Yeah. In my honest opinion. And I'm excited. Got got to get ready for it tomorrow. And thank you guys for very much for listening to this podcast. Um, and until next time, thank you for joining us in the man cave.